DJ PK, it's time for Hot Takes or Toast. We've got our question of the day right here, and it's brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. PK. What? Aaron Rodgers made trolls the word of the morning for us. Packers win. Get the trolls off our back. And you point out that the trolls are also the people who bring the cash. All that interest, all that passion, all that complaining. They bring the cash. Now here, it comes down to the rivalry. And of course, now we got our question of the day here. What is your concern level that Kalani Sataki will take a higher paying job at USC or somewhere else? Utah, even. Jessica says Sataki is a class act. He will honor his contract. He needs to do what is best for him. I'm happy for him. Funny, all those BYU fans who were wanting him fired two seasons ago are now silent. Well, BYU fans are no different than any fans, though. They want to win. Yeah. Four and nine, seven and six, seven and six. Right. That was a three year run up to two years ago. Yeah. So. But now they're quiet. And those same BYU fans, oh, I don't think they're quiet. I think they're ecstatic. I think they're, <laughs> they're running their mouths loud. They're just talking about something different now. Yes. Our greatness. Well, yeah, they're behind the guy. They love him. They love him to the nth degree right now. The U fans who are uh, complaining about the strength of schedule, they're, they're pretty quiet now. Well, yeah, U fans, you got to be quiet because you can't say, well, a lousy schedule when all they've done is play Pac-12 teams. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so, one by eight. You're and putting by yourself nine. down by, by saying that. You're in a big quandary right now. <laughs> that you're, you, if you want to rip their schedule, we suck. <laughs> That's what you're saying. There's a meme I literally just saw. It's got a guy who's like sweating. He's got two buttons to press. One says BYU is overrated. One says Pac-12 is not good. Yeah. Pac-12 is good. Excuse me. You. you pick your pick your poison. The fact is they've. What are they? Fourteen and one? Is that what you said? Yes, Over eleven and one last year. Mm-hmm. Three and zero this year. They won fourteen of the last fifteen games. Yeah, I mean that's just amazing. So you can scream schedule, but this year and you scream schedule loud enough last year. Shut up already, jeez. And now this year, you have all Pac-12 defeats, and so it really to being a Utah fan relative to BYU right now. It's just to best just acknowledge they beat us. They won. Congratulations. Because you got a couple of things going on. You you have this internal conflict in that you really like Sataki the man. You just do. He spent ten years there, man. He helped you transition and set you up, help set you up. And the boss of the program really likes him. The families like each other. So you don't want to go and start ripping them there. And then they've done nothing but beat your conference and beat your division. I mean, it's amazing to think that they're 3-0 and in your division. And they still have one more game to go and then a game against the uh, Washington State Cougars in the north. So you've got those things going on there. It just creates all sorts of conflict for you. So just say, hey, they won. We beat them at 9 out of 10. I mean, I, I, any any series in the history of college football, I'll take nine out of ten. There aren't that many ten yeah. game win streaks in seasons, <laughs> yeah. and I'd have to go look them up. But there yeah. aren't that many going on right now. Yeah, in in uh, with a with a rivalry, no less. Not just yeah, a Iowa, series. Iowa, Iowa State. I just read about it, and that was like six. Yeah, and Alabama is <clears throat> like an eight on Florida. I think. 
if I'm a Ute fan, I'm far more concerned about my team getting on the right track than the fact that I lost to BYU. Sure, it sucks, right. but you weren't going to beat them every year for the rest of eternity. That's no, I think sure. Ute fans are fixated on, okay, how bad is this year going to be, and what is the path back? That's the most important thing, not the fact that you lost to BYU. So for Cougar fans, what's your concern level that Kalani will take a higher-paying job at USC or someplace else? Now, just because trolls can't complain about the schedule and they can't complain about the amount of winning at BYU, they, there's got to be something to complain about. Uh, and Dan says, really, DJ PK? The guy wins three games and you already have him shopping a new gig? No, we don't. Come on, man. Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports does. I can freaking verify it, too. Whether you want to believe it or not, I can show you texts. I don't care whether you believe it. I don't care if you believe a word I say. Because when I go into reporting mode, I have got a nearly a friggin' 40-year record. Matt says, none, DJ. You need to quit trying to start this crazy talk. Coach is BYU. You and your silly questions. I'm still <laughs> loving you guys this morning show. P.S. I knew they'd be 3-0 and at this point. So did the rest of Cougar Nation. No, Stinking media. No, no they, they didn't. didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm pleasantly surprised. Know. Vegas money didn't know. They got underdogs they in two of the three. A, a best case scenario, obviously, is to win as many games as you play. But I wouldn't have bet because I'm not going to bet on anything anyway. It's just not my nature. Uh, so all these things in mind. And to me, it's not that Kalani would leave. It's that the board of trustees are going to pay enough money. That's where the concern is because the same thing could be carried over to Mark Pope. And Mark Pope is developing a brand name. He played in the NBA. He coached other places before he got to BYU, not just in the West. He's got all sorts of contacts out there. He knows Patino. Patino knows basketball, no matter what you think of him and scenes from an Italian restaurant. To quote hey, it, it, Patino carries a lot of weight in basketball, and he's, he's a disciple a of lot. Patino. Yeah. yeah, so all you got to do is get a recommendation from Patino, and you're good to go. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, that guy, you know, he's got some, uh, uh, what, faults in his personality for sure and all that stuff, but on the floor in basketball, the guy's just really, really good. No one can argue that. And so BYU needs to come to the plate because they are set up now. This is the most exciting time in BYU sports history just as it was a decade ago when the Utes were going into the Pac-12. Exact same thing. And for BYU with that brand that they have and the 20,000 and the 64,000 and blah, 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 the potential there the is unknown. really incredible. The combination of the unknown and the possibilities. And I want these guys to stay. Catholic Matt is on the phone, longtime BYU fan. Catholic Matt, good morning. What is that? <laughs> Aren't these great times, <laughs> man, right now? This, this is a fantastic time. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. I was debating whether I should even call, but uh, just because the Cougs are on a roll and I don't want to say anything bad to jinx it. No, oh, go ahead. I'm kind of at. Run your mouth. <laughs> run it. <laughs> I'm going to run it, baby. You know, what I want to call about is uh, third down efficiency. I think when BYU, especially against Utah, when they were running the ball and converting those third downs, uh, I think that's huge for this team going forward this year. Uh, there's there's some tough teams coming up, and I'm you know Utah State's no slouch. Nope. Uh, of course, they got to get by by Southern Florida this uh, this this weekend, but I'm watching out for that Utah State team. I think that could be 
and a very interesting game. If if they can get above, if they can beat Boise State this weekend, that would be an interesting game. Two four and teams going at it. Oh yeah, up yeah, in, yeah. Uh, I would love to see that. Up in Logan, that would, yeah, that would be that would be something. It really would. And and uh, you know they got some players, and that that coach up there's definitely uh, yep. brought some brought something to. Ogden, I mean Logan. I That's see what so you did awesome there. For them. <laughs> it was a shot. <laughs> What's that? Anyway, <laughs> Boise State's always tough. Uh, you, you just get in these rivalry games, man, and you just never know what's going to freaking happen. So here's the point I'm trying to make, baby. These guys, you want to freaking go undefeated this year. You guys got a goal. You can't, you can't worry about the outside crap. You can't worry if Kalani's going to take another job. You can't worry if A-Rod's going to get poached from somewhere else. You can't worry about who's going to go to the NFL. You play for today, baby. You play for today. You play for this weekend. You play for the next weekend. And you kick some freaking ass. This is about time that BYU has got some freaking hog mollies up front. Six foot six. Six foot eight, three hundred pounds of freaking beef, baby. <laughs> When's the last time we saw an old line like this at BYU? It's been a minute. Yeah, last year they had it, but it's been a freaking minute since they've had something this this physical. This team is physical. Let's get freaking nasty, baby. Let's get down, baby. Let's get dirty. Let's dance. Let's dance on some throats. I'm telling you, man, this could be a very special year. It could be awesome. And if it is, hey, did you see what I saw? Someone's picking BYU maybe to the Rose Bowl. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You fans would go ballistic if BYU went to the Rose Bowl before them. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 Rose Bowl. I saw it on a tweet. (laughs) That it's true. It must be true if it was on a tweet. It was on a tweet from some dude in Oklahoma who knows everything about football. Because Oklahoma and Texas, that's where it's at. Oh, we're too big for the Big 12. We're going to go to the SEC and get our asses kicked. Well, guess what? I'm glad you're leaving because BYU is going to come in and own that freaking conference. It's about damn time, baby. I am ecstatic. This is awesome. It's a great time to be a Coug. And guess what? what? We're all dancing. All We're right. all dancing. All right. We're dancing Catholic, on the ceiling. Catholic, Catholic Matt Catholic. right there. Catholic all Matt right. dancing on the ceiling. I'm going to cross myself right now. I do believe Catholic Matt has hit one of those drive through coffee places, and uh, he got a double. Double spread. He is so. fully loaded. Yeah, this he got there's some caffeine in that guy right there. He is all sorts of fired up. These are great times for BYU. Why wouldn't you? I mean, this has been an incredible month. You know, just thinking of where they were just a couple years ago, their legend being fired, and then I'm, I put out, uh, they fired him. No, they didn't fire him. They didn't fire him. They didn't fire him. Yeah, they fired him. My goodness. Let's call it like it is. I realize it's not going to take away from anything that he did as a player, uh, but it didn't work there as a, as a coach, and then they had two seven and six seasons, blah, 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 and it was just, and Utah's, not, not only that, Utah's winning the division and going to the conference title game both of those years. Ranked in the top 10 yeah, at one and, point. And they're yeah. deep into November discussing possibilities of being in the playoff uh, to where Paul Feinbaum, nobody wants to see Utah. Oh, Paul, come on, I appreciate you, but that, that is, that's wrong. It's about competition on the field. and you know, Who cares what somebody in 
uh, Huntsville, Alabama wants to watch. You know, it's about competition. That's the great part of it all. And you were sucking, and now in just a month's time, you've gone. It, there's no better feeling to go three and zero and having be an all against South Division teams because that forces your rivals fans to just be quiet. Because you're going to incriminate yourself. Like one time I was playing pickup ball at ASU, and you know you call your own fouls, mm-hmm. and the one guy says a foul. You fouled me, and the guy says fouled you. I wasn't even near you. <laughs> you're supposed to be guarding him. You just incriminated yourself. You weren't even near him. Why not? You incriminated yourself there. So you got the three and zero, and there's no better feeling to beat those three teams, and then the Big Twelve. Cares Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. What's Texas ever done in our lifetime if you're 10 years old? <laughs> okay, I was about to say. <laughs> what have they done since Vince Young is what you were trying to say. Well, it's back to 05, so you'd be 16. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's a good long while now. And Oklahoma, given that they're, they're due, yeah, sure, they're a big dog, no doubt about it. But so what? You brought in, you brought in some pretty good programs, no doubt about it, man. Led by, led by BYU. Because if you're going to rank the order of teams that they wanted... Oh, I saw that written by multiple national guys. I know, did B- not, but I just Oh, yeah, yeah. The BYU I, well, I, I don't the, need to see it because BYU it's is the, the obvious first choice in slam dunk. I don't And need, then... Who, who gives a crap about national guys? Because allegedly they don't have any bias, like a local homer Everybody like Everybody has bias. That's true. So, That's uh, why I used allegedly. But everyone has bias. So you take it, everyone has bias. But I don't need some low. I told you weeks ago they were going to the Big Twelve. I don't need some national guy to come on and verify truth. Truth is what it is. BYU was the number one choice. These are the days. Kyle says, "Who in the heck would want to coach at the University of Spoiled Children? Maybe Aunt Becky from Full House." Nice, Kyle. Good work. Is that the one who got the kid in the school? Uh huh. Yes. Both of her daughters. What's her name? Lori. Laughlin? Lori Laughlin, yep. Yeah, now, is she in a slam or she in Sing Sing? Uh, she got... Did she go to... I don't um, think she went to Sing Sing. Alcatraz? Sing Sing, no. Did they ship her over to Alcatraz? No. Where'd she go? Folsom? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Folsom, yes. <laughs> Do a concert there? <laughs> Folsom County Blues! <laughs> did she drop a man in Reno? <laughs> <laughs> Just a feeling guy. <laughs> Aaron says, I don't think Kalani is an Urban Meyer type. There's more to life than dollars. You know what's funny is that everybody thinks their guy is different. Yes. <laughs> and there were fools who thought Urban was going to be here long term. Good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, they really believe that. Our guy is different. Our guy won't leave. Urban left the Mountain West to go to the SEC and try to win a national title because he could literally go undefeated at Utah and not even be allowed to play for it. So he was always moving on. Now, if you're in the Big 12 and the playoff system changes, I mean, that's, that's a different deal. And I do think the playoff system is about to change. That's why I think BYU is going to – and it's not just Kalani that he's talking about himself. It's about the budget – the football budget, it's about the staff. And I can tell you, I have had multiple assistant coaches over 20 years tell me about how underpaid they are relative to their Well, we could both pull out our phones and get a recent text from someone who worked there who said, uh, bleep and underpaid. Yeah. And those things matter. 
and and a follow up call like not by twenty percent, not by fifty percent. They're talking about oh, yeah, there's yeah. there's coaches there. If you go across the athletic department, who could double or triple their salary by leaving BYU? That's from somebody who has cashed paychecks there. And I think BYU is going to recognize it, and they're going to continue to work on it. Randy's with you. Randy says not near as high. You know how much are you worried about Kalani leaving? He says not nearly as high. His level of concern. Now that they'll be in the Big 12, that should equal more pay for him and his assistants. Yeah, because even if he stays... You need the staff. Yeah. Nobody wins by themselves. you got to have a good staff. Especially because they can't go out and get anybody who the coach wants. You know, as I understand it, it's a laborious process to get hired there. you got to go through 5,500 interviews and whatever and all this stuff. And you got to... You just got to do a bunch of stuff that... And just takes time and and so forth. So uh, it has to be the right fit. And you got a bunch of guys there who are the right fit. And now the guys that Kalani hired who didn't have that much experience, well, now they got it. (laughs) They've been there for six years. And so they're in their positions. And Tuiaki being at the top of the list who hadn't coordinated a defense, well, now he has for six years. And defense playing pretty good. And now, you know, it's a, it's a major blow to lose Peely as a linebacker because I said yesterday I can make a strong case for the best linebacker. I can make a strong case for the best player on defense. And now he's done. So you've got to find ways to compensate for that. And you want your guys in, – in the way that we spoke of Oresco staying at AAC, Tom staying as AD at BYU, and Kalani staying as head coach, when you got things in place, you want guys to stay. And I can tell you, and this is an absolute fact, when Kalani got the job, he wanted to hire somebody from another staff for a position. I don't want to give out names. And he was told, go ahead, make him an offer, because whatever you make, I'm just going to double it, because I want my guy to stay. Well, I mean, you got to look out for that stuff. Money money matters in in. Especially at a job, it's got to be a risk-reward thing going on. Especially at a job where there's a lot of risk. High Think, risk, high reward, sure. Things don't go well. You're an assistant door. is done in a year. Yeah, they're a, usually a, you're sacrificed first. Oh, yeah. A well-qualified, talented assistant with a lot of loyalty might get two. <laughs> that's, that's it. The head coach might get three. Yeah. So it's high risk, high reward. And if guys are going to get paid other places, they're going to go other places. Because... When you get let go, you're done, and nobody's looking out for you then. I think it's great that they have A-Rod in there. They have someone who has a ton of experience. And it's sort of like a, a you know lower level, obviously, to the level of accomplishment. But it's a Pete Carroll, Norm Chow type thing going on. You know, you've got the offense and the defense, and they're both running, and they're in concert with each other. And so, like Norm had... A-Rod has a ton of freedom offensively, and he's got a ton of experience through bad times, too. Not all great times, but that's what you want. You know, you, you want all you sorts of experience. Because there's going to be yeah. times this year, it's not going to be a bed of roses this whole year. Everything's not going to be perfect. And so you got to rely on your training and your experience to know and your ability to break down film, all the things that interrelate with people, blah, blah, blah. And... Zach Wilson thought enough of A-Rod to bring him back to Cleveland for the NFL draft. 
That, that speaks volumes. That's why, and he brought Fessy Sataki, too. Two guys off his staff. Kalani being the just, third one, of course. I would just caution anyone who... Um, we got a lot of comments here about this is home and Kalani's invested and and there's a lot so of was Brian Harson at Boise. There's I was going to say there's a lot of truth to that, but don't take him for granted and don't try to push him around because Kalani loved it at Utah and he's obviously got this great relationship with Kyle, but he left. Felt like he got pushed in a corner. Felt like he didn't get treated right, and he went with Gary to Oregon State. So. Yeah, don't, he was invested here. Don't he had a home? I knew exactly yeah, where his home was. Don't don't push him around. Give him what is due. Do what is smart for the program in the Big Twelve in the long run. Those are the same things. I was talking to him one time in the in the practice facility, the indoor thing. It was early on. And talking about you know he's such a nice dude. And he looked at me and he said, "Yeah, you know I know I got that rep." He stepped back and he said, "Don't." piss me off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and the thing said is... It like, whoa. He wasn't it, talking to me. He was just talking about in general. Because I, I know. I would never do that to him. And people <laughs> can say, and you have been told many things, but you always look to see if the actions back up the words. Look at his career. I don't think going to Oregon State was his first choice, but I think he was pushed into a corner and he saw this career move that could be beneficial. And so he took it. And if things were going great, I don't know that he would have. And I don't know that he can really answer that because things weren't going great at that point. So it's not, that's not the option that presented itself to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But given his options, if you push him around, he's, he's not just going to roll over. I think they're going to take care of him. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank Dolce, Ute Insider. What is wrong with the Utes and the back-to-back losses? What has to be fixed? We will talk about that with Frank next. Stay with us.